0: time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Moseller. Welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find Glenn online at roadmapfinancial.com. It's going to be a good show today as we get ready to wrap up 2020, recording today's podcast near the end of the year. Why not look back? I mean, after all, 2020, and we know that 2020, you know, is what they say, hindsight is 2020. Uh, So this kind of works on multiple different levels here, Glenn. I think this will be a fun show. How are you?
1: (laughs) All right. No, I'm doing good, Walter. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, just like any decision in life, you know, making financial choices would sure be a lot easier with the benefit of hindsight. So we're going to talk about some of the things that we hear from people. I'm going to propose some statements that I'm sure you have heard at least something similar to these statements uh, from people who wish they'd done things differently after looking in the rearview mirror. And hopefully we can learn from the lessons of folks who have come before us and try to improve our own situations that way. So that's sort of the game on today's show. Uh, Let's first go to talking about what I'm sure you've heard a couple times this year, Glenn. Uh, Folks who say something like, you know, I got scared after the market crashed during the coronavirus pandemic, and I put all my money in cash, and now I'm kicking myself for missing the huge run-up in the market. I'm just sitting around waiting for it to crash again so I can get back in. That's not a good position to be in for anybody, and I'm sure you could copy and paste this statement back into the, the 2008 crash and maybe even back to 2001, and this isn't the first time that we've probably heard people saying this kind of thing
1: sure no i mean you're you're exactly right walter and you know folks do you know sometimes it's it's difficult to make wise decisions when you're in an emotional state right i mean it's unfortunate and that, that tends to be a lot of times what ends up happening with some folks and so the you know kind of the, the you know you want to take that as a warning that you don't want to put yourself in that situation and you don't want to be you know, in that place. And so the idea is, is that as you know that you're approaching retirement, right, that your your retirement accounts and the money that you're setting aside is going to start playing a different role, you know, and you start thinking about that, you know, somewhere, you know, five or 10 years before retirement and then as you're retiring and then, you know, and then on through you know, retirement and, uh, you know, the, the repositioning of your portfolio in such a way that I think the, the, the thing that I always try to talk to people about is, is that we want to have a financial plan and we want to have a portfolio in place that if the market goes up, if the market goes down, if the market goes sideways, no matter what it does, you're going to be fine. And you're not going to be in a situation where you're going to go, oh my gosh, this happened, and then, you know now what am I going to do? Because you've got you know maybe too much risk in the you know in the marketplace. You know you really want to be at a place where the 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 how you have your money allocated and how it's proportioned and you know and how you've diversified makes sense with where you are in life, so that you're never in a place of reaction and and having to deal with your emotions. It's just like you've made a you know a strong plan that's you know, that's logical and makes sense and it's going to stand the test of time time, no matter what markets do and that's really the objective that we, you know that we that we want to have because it's the you know, markets can do all kinds of things and oftentimes they do they they do things that are not expected that's just kind of the nature of things you know sometimes you'll have an unexpected run-up or you might have an unexpected downturn or you know or you know folks think of, hey it's you know it's prime to you know to go up or go down and it might just churn sideways for a while there's a significant amount of unpredictability to it and so what we want to do is we want to say okay well let's factor that in but let's make sure that your plan makes sense for where you are in life and if you're either getting ready to retire in the next few years or maybe you're already retired you need to really make sure you know is is the plan that you have in place really what you need to have right now or possibly do we need to take a take a second look at it or maybe do you need a second opinion to make sure that that you are going to be okay no matter what happens
0: good conversations definitely to have. I think if you are uh, talking about retirement and your financial plan, there's a lot of different decisions that need to get made about, you know, the things like risk and safety. And, um, you know, this year should certainly have been a wake-up call for a lot of people approaching retirement. I know of a few people personally who got their retirement plans kicked into gear (laughs) because of coronavirus and really made them start paying attention because they're a few years away from retirement and need to make good decisions going forward. So, don't, be, uh, don't let that be you for the next crash that comes along uh, kind of scrambling on the back end to go into it with a plan, and that's something you can certainly do now. Another statement you might hear from time to time, Glenn, uh, I wish we had known how much risk we had in our portfolio before we took a big loss. So it's not so much people now like panicking and going to cash, but boy, they're, they're looking at that risk level and saying, oof, I, I, I wish I had been that proactive side of things and taken the right steps.
1: Right. Well, and that you do. I mean, you see that actually a fair amount, you know. And particularly, obviously, you see that you see that more when things you know start to get choppy and more volatile, right? I mean, everybody likes to see things going up, and if if everything is you know, if it's you know, sunny out, so to speak, and you know, and the markets are doing well. Well, then, you know, you know, folks really like to see that, you know, that run up. But obviously, you know, when, you know, when the higher rate, you know, higher rate of return potential that you have just kind of inherently means that you're also taking on, you know, sig- you know more risk, the greater the potential, obviously the greater the risk is as well. So you, you have to kind of keep those things you know, in mind and and you got to be aware of that. And so a lot of times, you know, I'll see folks they'll come in and they they really just don't have any idea how much risk they've got in their portfolio. And one of the things, you know, comes into play, we've talked about it on on previous uh, podcasts and and so forth, is, is that, you know, interest rates are so low at this point in time that, you know, I'm seeing more and more portfolios when 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 folks come in for that, that that initial consultation, or we have that initial you know you know phone call, and then we and we start to take a look at the at the statements of, of the accounts, and there tends to be more risk in there than than what I may have seen a few years back, just simply because. You know, folks that say, well, you know, I'm not getting any yield at all in the bond, so you know, they're a little bit heavier on stocks, which obviously that that brings on at least you know potentially you know more risk. It does bring on the possibility of of, of more upside potential, but again, yeah, at at what cost? And and so we, we need to really evaluate whether or not you know you have the appropriate amount of risk in your portfolio, and that can also you know go out to not just in terms of market risk, but also just you know the you know the, what you know what is what are the other risks that are there have you have you made some plans for the one you know the 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 big risks that are inherent risks of retirement and some of those might be you know long-term care or the potential of long-term care events and it may be you or, and or your spouse. It might also be the, the risk of higher taxation in the future. And you, you really need to think in terms of, you know, do you have the, the appropriate diversification or hedges in place to to address those other risks? Most, most of the times when people are thinking about risk, they think about market risk and the ups and downs, of, you know, just in terms of the price action in the markets. And that's certainly there, but it's not the only risk that we need to be aware of, particularly when we're making that transition from. Saving for retirement to actually living in retirement, and then dealing with the risks that are going to be there for you throughout your retirement years.
0: That's huge, Glenn. I think important as well to remember that. Um, you know risk versus safety, one of the most important conversations you can have about retirement and finances. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. It doesn't have to all come down to risk and safety when you prepare for retirement. In fact, one of the most popular topics revolves around Social Security. And it's interesting that I've heard from many people before in the past, Glenn. I'm curious about your personal uh, feedback on this. You know, folks who might say, you know, I didn't really understand all of my options that were out there with Social Security. And looking back, I probably should have waited to start taking it later. So many people, as soon as they're able to take it, boom, flip the switch.
1: Right. Right right well, no, it's it's important, Walter, and you know, when we're thinking about a retirement plan, and making sure that your, you know, what, you know, you're going, your your money is going to last and the resources are going to be there. You know, you don't want to underestimate Social Security, and you want to really look at and do some analysis as what's going to make the most sense. You know, for when and how do you 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 flip the switch to turn Social Security on? You know, and then also you know for your, when when is the right time for your spouse to take it? It's not necessarily that you would take it at the exact same time. You know, one might take it, you know, earlier and one might take it later. And you have to factor all of that into what is going to be your overall retirement income. Is there a pension involved? Do you, you know, how, how much have you saved into 401ks and IRAs, Is you know, is some of that Roth money is, you know, is is all of it going to be subject to taxation? And all of those things factor into your overall income planning and your overall cash flow and, and your retirement plan. And Social Security is, is typically a pretty big piece of that puzzle for most people. You know, they may have significant assets saved, but, you know, you really want to make sure that you can maximize you know, the the entire portfolio and and all of the resources that you have. And you want to think in terms of how do you position your portfolio in relation to when and how are you going to start taking social security. You know, oftentimes they're looked at as as separate things. And you know, you look at, you know, I've I've seen scenarios where folks look at their their portfolios or their or their retirement accounts, you know, with with, you know, just in in a, you know, in a singular focus. And they look at that over there and then they look at Social Security in a whole different light and i encourage folks that's like hey wait a minute they all interconnect with one another and so we need to look at all of them and and, and develop a plan that you know that, that that works to maximize how can we put all these different pieces of the puzzle together to create the greatest amount of benefit for you and you know reduce as much taxation as we possibly can make sure that you have predictable income that's going to you know provide for your lifestyle and all of those things need to be part of the puzzle and not necessarily just you know, make make decisions you know separate from the other. You really got to think in terms of that holistic view to make sure that all everything is coming together to serve you best and serve your spouse the best.
0: Great points, Glenn, and I think that's a really big one. Got to make sure we get Social Security right. It's no longer the central part of a financial and retirement plan for most folks these days, but it's still an important piece of the puzzle. You you still want to make the most out of it, just like you would with any other investment or savings area. So it's really important. No doubt about
1: it. No doubt about it. Absolutely.
0: Let's talk uh, more popular investments like IRAs and 401ks. And interesting, I think maybe you're hearing more of this these days as people look at tax implications and situations. Folks who regret maybe a little bit um, putting a lot of money into a 401k, and they say man i really wish i had put more money into a roth ira instead of so much going into the 401k do you see re- that regret seep in at all these days
1: yeah walter i mean we see it you know i mean and, and it's kind of a, an interesting scenario because a lot of times you know folks are it it's it's confusing right as to you know which way is the best way to go you know and and you know Everybody likes the idea of tax-free money and tax-free income, right? But at the same time, um, you know, folks have been so conditioned to the idea of putting money in, you know, to tax-deferred accounts, i.e. you put the money into the account, you know, before taxes are taken out, and then and then the taxes would be paid when you take the money out of the account. That's your typical traditional IRA or your traditional 401k, you know, people tend to like the idea of getting, you know, so, so they don't they don't like paying taxes. Nobody likes paying taxes. And so if you put it into that account before the taxes come out, it's like, well, I've avoided the taxes. Well, you have to really kind of think of that in, the, in, in real terms. You didn't avoid the taxes. You know, maybe, you know, you, you didn't pay them that year, but all you I mean you deferred the taxes or I like the word postpone. Right? You actually postpone the taxes, you know, or, you know, and, and put them out into the future. The question is, is, was that the right idea? You know, in most cases, it's probably a good idea to have some money that's set aside like that. But it's also possible that you could have too much money set aside like that, meaning that it's like if you have all of your, I've seen situations where folks have saved, you know, really, you know, means, you know, seven figures, you know, and, you know, high seven figures, but virtually all of it, if not all of it, is a lot of times, you know, sitting in pre-tax accounts. Well, in those situations, you know, now you've exposed yourself to what are the future tax rates going to be? You know, I like to ask folks, you know, you look at the balance of your account, you know, say, well, how much of that is yours? And they always kind of tend to look at me kind of funny. It's like, well, what do you mean? It's all mine. And it's like, no, 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 no. You know, you, you that what you have there is you have deferred compensation. In essence, you've decided to put your wages or your earnings into this account and not having paid taxes on them yet with the with the agreement with the government that you're going to pay taxes as you take that money out. So some portion of that is the government's. So some of it's going to be the state and some of it's going to be federal. You know, in, in, in most states, certainly here in North Carolina, there's state tax as well. So you wouldn't think in terms of your your paycheck, you know, you go to work and say your salary is, let's just hypothetically say your salary is $100,000. Well, you wouldn't expect for that $100,000 to be your take-home pay you'd expect some portion of that to be going to taxes and other things and that your take-home pay is going to be something, you know, quite less than that. And so you have to think in terms of your 401k or your IRA is more likely to be that way as well, that some portion of that is not really yours. The question is, is how much is theirs and how much is going to be yours? And if we, if we enter into a place where tax rates go higher, then you might have less in there for you than you thought. And so that's something we really have to look at. And, you know, and, and folks are asking that question more and more. And there's times when we, we, we actually go through a process of making some determinations. A lot of times we'll end up starting to convert things and, you know, and, and pay taxes, pay some of you know portion of taxes now on some of the money and convert it into a Roth. So that, you know, it will be tax free later and to try to take advantage and do some tax planning and, and utilize the tax brackets where they are and figure out where, you know, how, how much income can you have before you go to the next tax bracket. And oftentimes we're able to do, you know, to do some planning around that to make sure that uh, that you're again, you're, you're trying to get the, the most bang for your buck, so to speak, and and minimize your, your tax liability that's sitting there in those types of accounts.
0: Taxes still to this day gets overlooked when it comes to financial and retirement planning, unfortunately the case. And it's, uh, I think, going to just become more and more of a problem for folks if they aren't planning for taxes as we go into the future. So really important to make the right considerations there. Uh, last but not least, Glenn, one other example of where hindsight is twenty twenty in the financial world and what can we learn from folks who have said, you know, I probably retired too early and now it's a bit too hard to make ends meet or I can't do what I want to do. And so I might need to go back to work. Not a fun position to be in for most folks,
1: right? No, and you know, and you do see this sometimes, Walter. Although I have to say, I don't see this as much as as you, as you might think. I mean, you know, I, I see you know more often than not. I see folks that they're. They they you know they'll 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 tend to work a little longer, but because pro- in, in all likelihood they they've probably seen you know friends or family members or, or associates that had that scenario where they retired too early and you know and, and they and they found themselves there and they they looked at those examples and said hmm you know I don't want to put myself in that situation and so I want to make sure that that uh, that things are going to be okay. But that said, you know what do you do if you if you did if you are in that situation. Well, like you say, I mean, you might you might decide it's like, hey, you know, I, I need to go back to work and maybe you maybe you're able to do that. You know, there, there are times when you can find something with your skill set that maybe you can do some consulting type of work and, and and make some decent money. Other times, you know, it might not be a huge might not be a huge gap. Maybe it's just a little bit of a gap and you realize that it's like, hey, you know, if, if I can if I can just have X amount of money coming in to, to supplement things, then that that'll allow me to postpone taking this much more out of my account and then then it can last a little longer so again it's always a situation where it's not a one-size-fits-all you know everybody's situation's different but it's a it's a scenario where you you know you really want to be at a place of choice rather than have to and that's really the case for making plans before you pull you know before you pull the ripcord so to speak i mean i've had i've had situations where where folks have walked into my office you know, and we start to talk and it's like, well, you know, tell me about, you know, you know, what's going on. And they'll say, well, I retired, you know, last month. And I was like, wow. Okay. And and so, you know, it, it, you know, did you, you know, what, what is your current plan? I was like, Well, I don't know. I just figured I had enough money saved and, you know, I'm going to be okay. And then and, and so was like, okay, well, let's, let's dive into that and let's see. And there are times when, when, yeah, they were fine. And there's other times it's like, like, hmm, well, we, we probably should have had this conversation earlier, but, Let's let's see what we can do to, you know, to make your situation as good as we can but it's always best to you know to make sure that you're that you're making those decisions on you know that that you've got facts and information there that you can really that you can really be you know solid and, and and be confident that you're making the right choice rather than just saying oh well, I think I'm going to be okay and I'm just I've, I'm fed up with my job and I can't take it anymore and then you just pull the rip cord and you know and and uh, and leave you know prematurely that's not a good place to be and when you're when y'all you all of a sudden now you're you're finding you know, that's like oh my goodness I've worked all these years and I'm not going to be able to have the retirement that I want unless I can make some something else happen that, that I really w- wasn't part of my plan and, and now you're scrambling. That's not a good place to be.
0: Nope, I think anybody with uh, uttering these statements, it's not a great place to be, but it also uh, is good to know that not all hope is lost either and that uh, these things can be corrected when people come in with problems, just like on the previous episode we talked about obsolete planning ideas and just because maybe you've built a plan around some of those ideas doesn't mean that it can't be corrected, fixed and uh, you know managed going forward in a better way. And so if you have heard any of these statements from folks who have been there done that in terms of retiring and pulling that trigger financially, that then look back and say, I wish I would have done things differently. Well, if you're following that similar path, maybe this can serve as a little red flag to you to get a more in-depth look at your plan, maybe adjust your strategy and approach. You can uh, you know, get in touch with Glenn. If you have questions about these kinds of things, if you want to walk down that path a little bit of trying to figure out the better way to put together your financial plan, you can reach out to Glenn very easily via phone, of course, at 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535, and always online at RoadmapFinancial.com. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. You can also go and click the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to schedule a time to meet with Glenn from your smartphone or computer. Again, RoadmapFinancial.com, the place to go to schedule a time with Glenn, or you can call 336-291-3535. Glenn, thank you for the help on the show today, and uh, we appreciate the time, and we'll look forward to another great show with you next week.
1: Absolutely, Walter. Look forward to it.
0: That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast.